Technically, it's been a long time since I podcasted. In fact, it's been a couple weeks since I have released anything, and by the time I produce this, it will be even longer. Now, why did Jeff sing that, the opening line from the song Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin, instead of just playing the little clip of the song like he normally does? I'll tell you why. Because I was just going through a Gmail account of mine, which is apparently associated with the host company for the podcast, that I have haven't gotten into that Gmail in a long time. And I saw just a couple weeks ago, apparently there was a email that the subject was infringement notice. So I opened it and realized they said, we realize you have infringed upon the rights of universal music by using music in your podcast that doesn't belong to you. And we have removed this podcast. It was one called Shoot for the Moon. A good episode, but it's gone. Now it's my fault. Yes, of course I use stuff, you know, to try and make the podcast a little funnier with music clips or clips from movies. Now, I will say in my defense, first off, never made a penny on this podcast. I'm not profiting on anybody else's intellectual property. Also, everything I have gotten, I've gotten from YouTube where it's, you know, like when you go find a song and they've got the name of the song with lyrics and it's just some dude who uploaded the song, put the lyrics to it, and he's trying to get a bunch of views so he can monetize his page. But he doesn't own the rights to that. Why aren't they going after him, the people that I got the damn source material from. So then I scrolled down a little further because the whole point of going through this email account was like, shit, I haven't been in here in a long time. I need to delete all of the shit. And then I found out in, I think, March, there was another infringement notice where they pulled down, I want to say four episodes. So I have had five episodes pulled down due to violation of Universal Music. Want to make it clear, anything you hear on any of my podcasts, I do not claim the right or ownership to, but moving forward to avoid having good episodes removed and destroyed forever. I will be a lot more selective in those things I use, primarily with music, because it seems Universal Music is my enemy right now. They have removed five of my podcasts. Also, both of those emails said that it is the policy of SoundCloud where I host the podcast on, and then I use an RSS feed that sends it out to Apple Podcasts, Google, blah, blah, blah. That's way too technical, unnecessary. But SoundCloud in those emails said, we have a policy to delete a Counts of repeat offenders. So I got to watch it. No more infringement policies. That's already two. Don't want to lose the account. And then you guys don't see any of these podcasts. Now I would find a new host. Doesn't mean they're not going to have the same policy. So moving forward, I will be a lot more selective in sound effects, movie clips, music, especially. But that was something I literally just discovered moments before hitting record. All right. So to the actual meat of the podcast, let me update you on a couple things. 
First off, I finished the, what I consider to be, the second to last pass of my novel. Yes, I know my plan was to put this thing out by Thanksgiving last year. Didn't happen. But I am now on my fifth pass. That's a lot to have to read your own book over and over again, make revisions, make edits. Then sometimes your revisions cause further edits because you screwed something up in the revision. But I am committed to saying the next time, the last pass, the next one I do, that's it. No more revisions, no more trying to add or remove to or from the story. This next pass is only the absolute necessary edits to make sure that I don't self-publish a book with mistakes in it. But I have to just tell myself I cannot keep rewriting this book over and over again. Some point, I just have to consider it done and ready for editing, and that time is now. I'm going to be honest. Recently, I almost gave up on this book, despite the fact it was fully written because AI and the crazy developments in AI in just the recent few months has kind of fucked up my story because it is set in the future. And all of a sudden, a lot of the stuff in the book didn't make as much sense with the addition of where AI is headed. However, I told someone about this and how I was like, you know what? I, I just I don't know if I'm even going to bother trying to finish it. And they're like, no, you got to do it. Who cares? And I was like, OK, fine. You're right. I wrote a book. I'm going to put it out. And I found a way in this last pass, actually with just no more than a short paragraph to address the issue I had with the AI. So I'm excited to be back on track. And I think the break was actually helpful because it prepared me for this final pass. And then I'm going to self-publish and that shit will be out there for you to buy online on Amazon. All right. Another thing I would like to address right now, bad red, bad blue. You've heard me talk about this. This is a political podcast I started recently. I think I put out like four episodes. Then I switched back to Jeff Becomes Jeff. The goal was to kind of go back and forth. Bad red, bad blue. Jeff Becomes Jeff. Bad red, bad blue. Jeff Becomes Jeff. That allowed me to break up the monotony of either comedy, the Jeff Becomes Jeff stuff, or the more politically driven shit. And the idea was I didn't want to include a bunch of political ranting and raving on Jeff Becomes Jeff. But I've already killed Bad Red, Bad Blue. Here's the deal, because like SoundCloud, like I was talking about, it costs me money every month to host the podcast. I have to have a place that will allow me to store all of these minutes and hours of podcasting and give me the tools to ship them out in an RSS feed to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, all that shit. I've already deleted that account with SoundCloud, and here pretty soon, if not already, Bad Red, Bad Blue will disappear from the podcast app. So just unsubscribe, unfollow that one. It's over. If I need to vent about politics in the future, I'm just going to do it here. Fuck it. It's, it's not worth trying to double up and split the content. I'm all in on Jeff Becomes Jeff until possibly SoundCloud deletes me. But I am now pushing 120 episodes. Well, this is 116. I guess now I'm back to 111 because of the deletions. But that's a lot of content. Also, 
with the idea of bad red, bad blue. It was like I wanted to provide a media outlet that did not take a side because they both suck. It was very center of the aisle. However, with the current state of politics, it is completely dominated by mainstream media, which is either left or right. I really stood no chance of making a dent. I had a little pipe dream, but just like an independent candidate, I would prove to be irrelevant. So I'm not going to pay the money to be irrelevant. Not going to spend the time to make episodes that would be irrelevant. All right. So one of the reasons that I had the idea for this episode, I know you're like, Jeff, didn't one of your recent episodes have the word human in it? Yeah, because I was talking about the human body. Now, this one is just about why humans suck in general. But I started watching this show on Netflix called Chimp Empire. So it's about following these chimps in the wild. And you know, first off, let me ask, how are the cameras there without the monkeys going ape shit? Pun intended. I mean, the cameras seem to be everywhere, constantly moving, treetops, the floor of the woods, overhead, close-ups. Yes, I understand new cameras have amazing zoom technology, but these monkeys don't really seem to be bothered by the fact that they are being filmed from a variety of angles. That's weird. But the first episode of Chimp Empire on Netflix, it chronicles the largest gathering of chimps, I think, in the world. And at the end of that first episode, it ends with, spoiler alert, one of the chimps being found murdered by... a western rival group of chimps. They're smaller, but more united. So you think you're just watching this nature film, and at the end of the first freaking episode... Oh, there's a murdered chimp. They're all upset and finding him in the woods. So then episode two, of course, now it spends the first 20 minutes showing the western group invading the central group's territory. Not that the central group is aware. It's a big territory. But they're looking for food, and they end up finding this straggler chimp, and they kill him. That was the same chimp that was found at the end of episode one. I mean, I enjoy it. It's wholly fascinating, but also wholly depressing. I almost don't want to keep watching this damn show. Matter of fact, I I haven't made it to episode three. But it made me reflect on humans versus animals, especially those closest to us in design and comparison. And that was the topic for this episode, Being Born. So let's get right to it. Why humans suck. So one thing I want to point out is recently I saw this thing like while I was doing the show prep that's weird but it was a thing on TikTok that was saying here's a weird conspiracy theory that the earth is a living organism and human beings are the virus which kind of makes sense also would explain like natural disasters as a comparison to antibodies to get rid of the virus so let's look at the human population versus other mammals not every life on the planet just the mammals so as of November 20 2022, there were 8 billion people on the planet. 8 billion fucked up humans. There are 15.5 billion other mammals. So we make up a little over half of them. Of that 15.5 billion, 14.6 billion are livestock. 0.9 billion are wild mammals. And that was all I found. Now, I don't really like these stats because it didn't seem to take into account things like household pets, like my puppy. Coda, or my kitty, Goobs. No. 
But either way, pets and livestock are basically controlled by humans and live or die according to our permission. Now, going back to Chimp Empire, this is kind of, again, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode, but the DNA of chimps and humans is very close. So if you don't know what DNA is, it's based on information encoded into a sequencing of four chemical bases of a biological makeup. I know that was a shitty definition that made no sense. But those four chemical bases are adenine or adenine, I don't know, guanine, cytosine, and thymine. And all DNA on the planet contains all four of these chemical bases. It's just a matter of how much we each have of each chemical base. I would like to point out that humans do not share 100% of their DNA with each other. They only share 99.9%. The other 0.1% would be what makes your hair or your eyes or your skin have a different color. What makes you tall or short also gives you a tendency for certain diseases. That's no fun. And because we're so close with chimps, that brings us to that question of evolution. Did humans evolve from apes? Well, no, because humans, you ready for this? Humans are apes, okay? The subgroup of apes would be primates, and that would include gorillas, orangutans, chimpanzees, and bonobos, or bonobos. I don't know. I didn't look up the pronunciation, but it is basically another variation of a chimpanzee. When comparing humans with chimps and bonobos, I don't know if I'm getting that right, but we share 98.7% of our DNA with chimps and bonobos. That sounds so weird. I have to be getting them wrong. Here's a weird thing. Oddly enough, humans share 1.6% of DNA with bonobos that they don't share with chimps and vice versa. Exactly 1.6%. Despite the fact that we have a combined equal shared DNA of 98.7%. Don't know how that happens. Now, why are we so close with chimps and bonobos? Well, scientists believe that we have a common ancestor that lived about 6 to 8 million years ago. So if you believe in Adam and Eve, well... That only dates back to about 10,000 years ago, which means that based on the Bible, the Earth is only 10,000 years old. However, we have proof that dinosaurs existed 66 to 245 million years ago. So if you believe in God creating the Earth and Adam and Eve, you are not allowed to believe in dinosaurs, period. And of course, this is why evolution has always been argued against by theology and religion. Well, same thing. So back to our... DNA, chimps, bonobos, 98.7%, very close. That's 1.3% difference. Remember that even human-to-human has a 0.1% difference, so we're pretty close. But let's look at other animals or things on this planet, forms of life, and how much DNA we share with those things. So other primates, orangutans, gorillas, all the other monkey world that's not chimps or bonobos, we share around 93%. So still a lot. We share 90% of our DNA with a house cat. So me and Goobs, we're only separated by 10% of our DNA. We share 85% with mice, 
80% with cows, 61% with insects. It's still a lot. You think, well, there's no way, like, totally different DNA. No, it's not. We're all sharing the same DNA, those same four chemical bases. It's just a matter of how much. Here's a good one. You ready for this? We share 60% of our DNA with a banana. What? 60%, well over half with a banana. And then in general, plant life, we share approximately 50% of our DNA with plants. So your fern in your living room is half human. Good luck digesting that information and getting to sleep tonight. You're welcome. But let's go back to why humans suck and why we are pieces of shit. We are monstrous and indifferent to non-human life. Since human humans became a known and prominent species, they have accounted for the destruction of 83% of wild mammals and 50% of plant life. That's a lot. 83% of wild mammals. Gone. You hear everyone saying, oh, that's an endangered species. Oh, why is it endangered? Oh, well, it was us. My bad. But why are we so able to destroy other life? What sets humans apart from other life on the planet? Even the ones that have a 98% 0.7% DNA match. So I want to give credit for this because I don't want anyone to take this episode down, but I found on the website scienceabc.com that humans are capable of, and this is what sets us apart, self-analysis, mental time travel, so that's, you know, like memories or thinking into the future, imagination, that would be the same as thinking into the future, abstract reasoning, and morality. Really? Because there's a big difference between having morality and exhibiting morality. Kind of like the difference between owning a gun and actually using it. Now, one thing they didn't mention in that, which I think is pretty significant, is what I would call mortality awareness. I researched multiple websites like looking for the difference what sets humans apart, and none of them listed mortality awareness as something that sets us apart. But I would think that knowledge of our own mortality would be a huge difference. And yes, there are other species that kind of mourn their dead and they're aware of the loss of life. They just don't behave or exist with a fear of their own imminent death. They don't really comprehend what death is. They just live. Then they find a dead chimp that was murdered in the forest and it's like, this sucks. All right, where's the tree with all the fruit in it? But I think that being aware of one's mortality completely changes every single thought and action we have. Also, it affects our morality. And when we exercise it versus not so much. It's kind of like how we see every human as only existing when they're alive. If your friend or family member is lying in a casket dead, well, you think of that as the body of your friend or family member. Not actually, that's not Steve anymore, that's just his body. Or at least that's what we think because a person exists in mind and personality and to some, the soul. The body, though, is simply a vessel. But here we go. Get ready to have your mind blown. Cars and planes and other vessels are not cars and planes and other vessels. Once Steve the pilot takes control of a Delta airliner, that plane is Steve. I mean, based on the idea of this thinking. It is a vessel that is operated by the thoughts and intentions of Steve. And thus, it is Steve. But a lot of that is us just trying to figure out how to deal with mortality and not 
feel like we're dead. So Well, that's just his body. That's just his shell. No, that's that's him. That's Steve in the casket. If Steve the pilot dies from a heart attack while piloting your plane, is that still a plane? All right, I'm getting a little deep and perhaps not making any sense. That's okay. The most important thing is that I don't use clips from music that belongs to Universal. Oh. So let's look at, again, why we suck. Let's look at our waste, landfills, ocean debris, all that bullshit. I'm going to cover a lot on this topic because we want, as a society, to constantly talk about recycling, the depletion of the ozone layer, oh no, oil spills, and generally saving the Earth. So much so that we have Earth Day. Yay, it's Earth Day. Let's save the Earth. Let me be clear. The Earth is going to be here much longer than us. Save some cosmic event like the sun exploding or an asteroid hitting the planet. And non-human life on Earth will adapt to the waste we left behind. Sucks for them, but they will adapt and they will thrive and survive. All the things that we're being active about like to save the earth we caused all that shit and we still use things every day that require all the things we're fighting against we are hypocrites that's another thing specific to humans no other animals are hypocrites because they just operate they're not capable of lying i can't lie so let's look at the waste that we generate as a piece of shit human species every year we create an approximated 2.12 billion tons that's right i said billion and then tons of waste that is 4.2 trillion pounds of trash in recent decades much of that has been what we call electronic waste so the disposal of old electronics think about your phones your computers your tvs all the things you don't want anymore because there's newer versions every year approximately 50 million tons of electronic waste are disposed that's a hundred billion pounds every year and well in america we don't want to deal with it so we ship and dump most of it in poor countries in asia and africa you're welcome And this electronic waste is highly toxic if not handled properly. And we do the same thing with toxic chemical waste. In one example, 4,000 tons of toxic waste was shipped to Nigeria and dumped carelessly. Some of the chemicals leaked into a local river and killed 19 villagers. You're welcome. There's people talking about that train wreck here in Ohio in East Palestine or Palestine, whatever. But we do that same thing to other countries purposefully all the time to save money and time for us and totally fuck impoverished areas of the world. Yay, humans. I found one site that referred to a concept of reverse logic saying that countries like America have the tech and the money to process the waste safely but are so lazy that they send the stuff to countries that have no idea how to handle the tons and tons of toxic garbage. We are pieces of shit. Next Earth Day, dig a hole in the earth, throw yourself 
into it and ask a friend to cover you up. Oh. That's the best oh thing God. you can do for this planet. We are selfish pieces of shit. We prioritize convenience over doing the right and smart thing and then bitch about the state of the world and the environment. Let's look just at America. We have over 1,250 landfills in the U.S. Don't know what a landfill is? Well, it's mountains and mountains of garbage buried on top everywhere. <laughs> A huge area dedicated to nothing but trash. Matter of fact, some states are running out of landfill space. Seven states will run out of landfill space in the next five years. One state in the next five to ten years, and three in the next 11 to 20. So the time is coming where we're like, where do we put this stuff? I don't know. Maybe we should ship it to Indonesia. I would like to point out that I found the stat that the state of New York creates more trash than any other state in the country. Country, even though it's a small little state and it consumes more water than any other state in the country, even though it's a small little state. Let's look at our oceans. There is an estimated 5.25 trillion, that's right, trillion, pieces of plastic debris in the ocean. And that plastic debris accounts for about 85% of all marine litter. 269,000 tons, which would be 538 million pounds, are floating on the surface. That's a lot because plastic typically doesn't weigh a whole lot. So 538 million pounds of plastic bags and bottles and the little rings that hold six packs together, all that shit floating, that's a lot. And it's killing a lot of creatures, birds, fish, and other creatures in the area. I should have looked this up more. But there's also 4 billion plastic microfibers per square kilometer below the surface. So apparently microfiber, I'm guessing this is already broken down and now it's just floating in the water. And if you don't know what a square kilometer or just a kilometer in general is for non-Europeans, one kilometer is equivalent to about 0.62 miles. So over half a mile is one kilometer. So for every six-tenths of a square mile, there are 4 billion plastic microfibers floating through the ocean. That's not good for the ocean and marine life. So, speaking of plastic, let's look at what all our smarts and science have created. Yay! So, while we're talking about plastic, let's just start with that. So, the first synthetic plastic was invented in 1907. That's not that long ago. And then the development and types of plastics started growing significantly during the 1940s, of course, were World War II, we had a need for it. And, you know, while I was doing the show prep, it occurred to me that the time is soon coming when we can't just say the 40s without having to clarify the century. That sucks. I'm old. I'm not quite sure why I'm here or what I'm doing. We have created drugs that alter the natural state of the body and the mind. Of course, you know, this is what allows us to tranquilize wild animals to display them in zoos, or I guess what you would call unnatural captivity. This is very similar to livestock and pets, where once again, we're exercising control of the wild. I want to point out, if it pisses you off that rich assholes go to special reserves to hunt big 
big and rare game, then you should also boycott your local zoo. You're a hypocrite. None of those animals are supposed to be there. We have exercised our dominance, pulled these wild animals out of their homes, and I don't care how well you think they're treated at the zoo, they're not where they're supposed to be. Speaking of drugs and altering the natural state of the mind, the current media is the new drug. It is tranquilizing all of us into submissiveness and division by design. We, the general public, are becoming the new zoo exhibits. As humans, we've also created chemicals, electronics, things that I've already discussed are a huge pollutant and destroying the planet and the lives of animals that we don't give a shit about. We've also figured out how to create and generate electricity. And as I've said before on the podcast, the generation of electricity is the leading cause of the ozone layer depletion. So if you're driving an electric car and you think you're saving the earth, you are not. You are a hypocrite. Humans suck. So let's look at what would happen. How would we survive if we lost our electricity, our internet, all that stuff? Because we got so smart that we created tools and technology that developed and developed exponentially. But did that make us even weaker, being dependent on those tools only? And the answer is easily, fuck yes. I want you to imagine some catastrophic event that caused your power, water, internet, gas, etc., all that stuff, to stop for a minimum of one year or perhaps indefinitely. How would society react? Of course, there would be riots immediately. Do you remember the toilet paper shortage of 2020 during COVID? I do. Wiping your ass all of a sudden became a commodity for those fortunate enough to find TP. I remember one time I felt like Indiana Jones because I found a four-pack of generic toilet paper at a gas station in a small town just north of Columbus, central Ohio. I wasn't looking for toilet paper. I just saw it there and I'm like, oh, I have to buy it because I need toilet paper maybe? But it felt like a sense of discovery. But that was just, you know, a disease. Well, not a disease. That was just a thing that the government forced us into this bullshit causing panic. But in the scenario I am describing, if you were to lose all of that stuff for at least one year, think about what would be affected. First off, no communication to anyone without personal interaction. What's personal interaction? I know. We've all forgotten. There would be no transportation because, well, you can't run the gas pumps without electricity. So once your reserve of gas runs out, which I assume typically in most households is no more than the little tank you keep for your lawnmower, your car is going nowhere. You would have no heat. You would have no air conditioning, no cooling or fans. You wouldn't be able to cook without an open flame. But keep in mind, in order to create an open flame, you need fire. And eventually, matches and lighters, well, those are gone or dead. And now you would have to be able to build a fire on your own without any of that help. There would be no industrial farming or food manufacturing. There would be, where we go, teepee. There would be no toilet paper, no pet food, all your pets. Well, that's a shame. There would be no monetary system for 
purchasing or selling things, so life would become a barter system. A lot of people would be going crazy because there would be no cigarettes or alcohol. What? You wouldn't be able to refrigerate or freeze anything. Wouldn't be able to take a shower or a bath. Wouldn't have clean clothes or bedding. There's no vaccines, medicines, drugs. Wouldn't have light other than natural sources. You wouldn't have ready-to-drink water other than if you collected rain or filtered water from a river or a pond or a stream. And that's assuming that the catastrophe isn't environmental, like a nuclear winter, which would then affect the ponds, rivers, and streams. And the rain! There would be no lawnmowers or landscaping, so everything you saw would be just out of fucking control. No working toilets, so you could shit in a toilet, you're not gonna flush it. No water. There would be no trash removal, so you would become basically your own little landfill. You would get no mail. There'd be no insect deterrence for people or pets. There would be no further creation of bullets if you needed to fight people off with your weapons there would be no government that one I'll take Yay! now all that seems like holy shit I couldn't imagine even half of that but only a handful of generations ago half this list was routine and common concerns for humans and they managed to survive and even thrive now a lot of the thriving was because of the advancements of science but let's face it it is very possible that these advancements are going to lead to the destruction of progress and an unprecedented regression of our species. I want you to ask yourself, you know, you're like, well, I'm not a doomsday prepper, Jeff. Okay, well, you don't have to be, but if you're not at least thinking to a small level, you're really leaning and counting on a lot of stuff that is potentially unreliable. I want you to ask yourself, do you have any of these reserves in the event of a catastrophic event like the one I just described. You have drinking water, even just a day's worth. Do you have batteries? Do you have matches and lighters? Do you have food? Do you have weapons? Do you know how to build a fire from scratch once your matches and lighters run out? But that's why humans suck, because if all the shit went south, all the things we lean on, all our tools and technology and infrastructure, could we survive or would we just be gone, killed off by the 0.9% of wild mammals left in society that we weren't able to kill off in the first place. And is our high level of intelligence and self-awareness really worth it? Because I was recently thinking, like, am I doing enough to give Coda, my puppy, a good life? I mean, I provide comfort, shelter, food, water, treats, love, a yard to run in, walks, exercise. But it occurred to me, you know, she doesn't have a purpose or goals. Her existence is solely to exist. In many ways, that seems very blissful. I envy that. Of course, as a human, you know, I worried, am I doing enough? Because I felt like there should be something more. But there isn't. She's a dog. She just exists, lives, survives. That's her goal. That's her purpose. And the more I did this prep, part of me wants to see this world just thrown into darkness and regression, just to laugh as this dependent society flounders and fails in epic fashion. Yeah, sure, I might die in the process of starvation or murdered by a neighbor for my shit, but I'm gonna die anyway, so might as well be something cool. And at least then I would die with a personal sense of satisfaction that our society has gotten what it deserved. Consult your doctor. Have your blood pressure checked. High blood pressure is simple to detect, and it can be controlled. Left unchecked, it can lead to some of the big killers strokes, heart failure, 
kidney trouble. Don't let high blood pressure threaten your health. Get a checkup today. Remember, your good health begins with you. All right, let's wrap up. I mean, let's face it. Humans suck. The more we develop and grow, the more destructive, arrogant, and loathsome we become. We are a shit species. We are a virus. And I want all of you to think about what I said and have some kind of backup plan. I mean, even if there was a situation where we lost all that stuff, power, gas, etc., for even a week, it would still be a week of unfathomable chaos. And you might be asking, Jeff, do you have emergency reserves? Yes, I do. I have a small emergency stash in my basement. I rotate expired canned goods about every 6 to 12 months. Once I see they're nearing expiration, I put them in that box. I take the ones that were there before, put them in this trash. But also in that box, I have batteries, flashlights. I always keep a few gallons of drinking water down there as well. Is that going to save my life in a situation of epic proportion? No, but it might make the first week at least acceptable. So just remind yourself what a piece of shit you are as a human being. Look around. Look at the birds. Look at the fish. Look at the dogs, the cats, the bears. Look at all life around you and ask yourself, who is the asshole here? Guarantee every time the answer is you. You're the asshole. You are the piece of shit. You are the human and you suck. Thank you everyone for continuing to tune in to the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. want to remind everybody you can go follow me on social media tiktok twitter instagram or facebook at jeff becomes jeff until next time i'm jeff and i'm a bird that's choking on plastic waste good night to the devil and I prayed and I showed him the mess that I made and I cried and I cried and I cried a million times over but the devil just laughed in my face I went to the God of fire and said can you turn the heat a little higher cause I've been burned and I've been burned Times over, but he just covered me with water. So I went to the Lord of the sea. Say, won't you come wash over me? Cause the roads and the woods have been winding a million times over, but she receded from. To the devil again. He said, I 
don't really wanna be your friend I've been tried and I've cried and I'm done crying And then I laughed in his face And then I saw the guy fire He said you don't need to keep me alive Cause I've been burned so many times I'm like lava Covered him with water From the lady of the sea I told her you don't need to rescue me No more, no more Cause the roads and the woods have been winding But now I know Where I'm going